Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP Radio. Well, 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 hello, my fellow DDPY Warriors. It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. where I currently reside at the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And as usual, to get this show started, I open up the front doors of the DDP Radio Megaplex, the towers, but I go the elevator and the elevator is out of order and i have to admit i am dragging ass this week allergies are terrible here in raleigh and i just don't know if i have the energy to make it all the way up to the roof to launch ddp radio into the stratosphere but luckily we are equipped with state-of-the-art chairlift technology so i go to the staircase i sit in the chairlift i strap myself in i hit the buzzer all the way up floor number one to floor number two, three, and all the way up to the roof at the DDP Radio Megaplex. I unbuckle my safety harness. I walk out the door, and then I see that tower, and I'm like, I just don't have the energy. I can't get up there. There's no chairlift on the tower. But I dig down deep through the power of DDP Radio, DDPY, and I go rung by rung by rung all the way up to that tower on the top of the tallest part of the tallest building in all of Raleigh, North Carolina, and I looked at this guy, and I don't even know if I have the energy to blast out the signal into cyberspace, but I dig deep. I dig deeper than I've ever dug before, and I blast that all the way up to the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of Mount Ontario, where Crystal lives in a cabin filled with quotes and inspiration and DDPY. And she opens the door, she sees that tower, and she catches that lightning bolt, which officially starts the new episode of DDP Radio Live with my co-host, Crystal Stewart. How are you? <laughs> I am just amazed at how well you do these every week. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> uh, I'm a big dumb animal, folks. Yeah, so, right. Uh, I think last oh, week you said. Goodness. I think you last week you said they can't get any more ridiculous. Challenge accepted. Right. <laughs> My bad. Oh. oh well, we. I. I'm. I'm glad to be with you here today. Like I said, it's been kind of a week here in in uh, North Carolina. We just had all kinds of stuff going on personally, and then like we've had the weather. It's just been like crazy allergies, and I've been dragging ass. But we here tonight. And every time I hop on the radio with you, I, 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 my uh, motivation and my, my, my piss and vinegar, if you will, uh, just launches up because I always get really, really good once we start the show. Even though no matter how bad I'm crappy, I'm feeling or tired, whatever, as soon as I get on the air, uh, I feel great. So I know we had a guest uh, uh, scheduled for tonight, but unfortunately, uh, Roy Vicks had, had a family emergency, so we had to, uh, he had to back out tonight. So we wish him all the best and all the love in the world. And I know that you've got him, uh, you know, ready to rebook him at some point, but yep. What we're doing tonight instead is we're just going to do whatever we want to do. We got like a free clean slate and open, an open canvas to paint whatever, you know, show we want to do here. (laughs) And, uh, I think that could be both fun and probably dangerous, <laughs> but um, um, not so for I, running the asylum. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we literally have no plan. We have no notes. We have no itinerary. We have no agenda. So mm, we're just nope. going to take it where it goes. It may last two minutes. It may last ten hours. Who knows? We'll see where this goes. But uh, Crystal, I'm going to let you kind of take the floor for a second. And uh, is there anything like 
you wanted to get into via topics or anything uh, you'd like to put out there that we can kind of volley back and forth. And with, uh, well, without, the, without us not having a guest this week, I will open up the phone lines if anyone wants to get involved. Um, uh, 347-994-1216. But other than that, Crystal? Um, no, I was just thinking before, you know, I well, I was doing a bunch of unconstructive stuff earlier today, and I, I just thought, you know, coming out of, wow, pandemic and just everything that's gone on and it's been wow it's been a really long two years and trying to get back on track and just I don't know being a little kinder to yourself when you fall oh boy that's been hard that's been really hard I can't speak for anyone else but myself but wow I have face-planted more than I haven't. I blame the pandemic. Uh, the pandemic? What, what's this pandemic? I haven't heard of that. <laughs> You're <laughs> right. No, I'm just kidding. I No, that's, that's what I do. I take a serious moment and make it ridiculous. Um, no, I, I 100% agree with you. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, you know, in life, a lot of people have the best intentions when something like that hits and you're thinking to yourself, well, I can use this time to just get in shape and do whatever I want to do. But then life sometimes happens and throws some obstacles in your way. And I think a lot of people when faced with those obstacles or those like stir craziness or like just moments of inactivity, we usually have, you know, things that we do to get by. We either go do something we love. We meet with people we care about. We go to music festivals and concerts and yell and scream. We go to wrestling shows. You go to movies. You do all these things to kind of burn off some of that anxiety that we suffer. And when we were, uh, you know, in the pandemic and and often under lockdown, we didn't have those uh, methods of, you know, uh, to deal with what we're going through. And I think a lot of people, as detrimental as it is and as, you know, confining and socially like stifling as that is, I think people got used to and kind of, you know, got like comfortable in that funk. And I think once you get through that, I mean, two years is a long time and now we're, we're free to go out and do stuff again. But I think a lot of people now have, uh, you know, um, fallout from that, if you will, and are struggling to find who they were or find themselves again. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's really been one of those things that, you know, when all of this started, the bags that I had to drop just to deal with everything else that was going on. When I went to go back and pick them up, they were gone. So now I'm kind of like, Whoa. And I don't know. I just feel like so much water is under the bridge now. And I mean, I am coming off of, you know, a really difficult winter and it's just, oh man, you know what? It doesn't matter how much you try and dip a cow patty in powdered sugar. It doesn't make it a donut. Just saying, it's still going to be crappy and this is what I'm trying to deal with. Um, how do you say goodbye to everything that's been so hard and work towards something that you know is better, but you're still in a whole swirling bunch of crap. I mean, it, we all have crap, but, you know, it just, I don't know. It just seems never ending at some point, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, for sure. You know, Katie and I were talking about that last week when, you know, we were going through some stuff as a family and, like, she was saying, like, geez, whoever's just pulling the strings, can they just stop for for a second? It's just Right? It has been, it's been an onslaught. But, you know, it, and, you know, the the key to it is, and, and is not getting back to who we were before the pandemic because that's not us anymore. You know, we're different people. It's been two years. Right. And I know that you've had a lot of challenges health-wise that have really kind of set things back and made things difficult. And you can't, it's, it's the key is to not weigh yourself of, I want to be who I used to be, or I need to be who I was. It's taking who you are now and doing the best with those circumstances. It's easier said than done, but sometimes life hands you a, a dish of bullshit. 
And it's like, well, it's, there's nothing I can do about this right now. So what am I going to do? And you, I guess you take the bullshit and put powdered sugar on it. Like you said, you try to do the best you can to like make life now tolerable. And that's how you work. You know, that's how you find a place, whether you get better or whether your, you know, your condition stays the same. I mean, we have those set of cards and we have to do what we will with them. It's easier said than done for sure. And I'm one of those people who, who, have trouble practicing what I preach with that stuff, but it is the key. Like you can, you're never going to be who I was 10 years ago. You're not going to be who you were 10 years ago. And we need to find no. out who we are in 2022. Yeah. You know what? I, I have come to the conclusion that I'm really, really good. I have a really good poker face. I'm really, really good at that. But I, everything else, who man, if you just scratch the surface just a little bit, Whew, man, there is a whole mess. So, right, and this winter, this past winter was just too much. And, I mean, I, I find myself really kind of struggling with, I mean, when you go through something like that, you you start to question um, your mortality issues and, you know, just how close you may or may not have actually come to, you know, kicking the bucket. And it, it's, it really kind of plays with you and, you know, and I don't know, it's just a whole bag of issues that I'd like to throw off Cliff. Well, you know, I I know that I know that I mean that's, that's definitely hard and and it's tough and you know when you when you face something like that and I know you've had some significant health stuff in the past you know year and two it really you know it makes you think but also because I've been there and I'm one of those guys and I yeah. think we're an awful lot alike in this way I think you and I are the kind of people who stay awake and just their mind races their thoughts race. Uh, keeps yep. you up at night. I, I, I see. Okay, when my dad died a couple of years ago, and he had been sick for a long time, and you know he had some significant health problems, but you know they were they weren't anything immediate. He didn't die from those health problems. He died from a brain injury after a fall. But I can honestly say, since I was probably 12 years old, uh, my dad was a train engineer. And I remember one time we were, when we were younger, there was a bad train accident in, uh, in back Bay in Massachusetts. And it was days there was cleanup in the, in the subway systems and stuff. People died. And my dad was working that night and it freaked me out so badly. And to that day, I couldn't fall asleep comfortably until my dad came home from work. I heard cause he worked nights. You'd hear the door slam and I knew he was home. And since then I used to stay up waiting like just dreading, what am I going to do when my dad dies? Like, I don't, what if he dies? And I did that for 20 years. Yep. I think I have a tendency of, to worry about things that aren't going to happen for 20 years, possibly down the line or 30 years. And I realized how much of my psyche and how much of my time I spent worrying about what could happen. And you know how much, uh, you know what that did for me? It didn't prevent it from happening. All it did is prevent me from getting sleep or prevent me from having a restful night or having an easy, not stressful night. And as, as weird as it sounds, when my dad passed away, that, kind, that worry of him dying, as horrible as it was and how much it upset me, it, I let it go. And I was able to, like, kind of train myself to – worry about what's in front of me more often. And I still have my moments and stuff, but I realized how much worry weighed on my chest and how much it was taking away from my happiness and my health. And I feel that you seem to be a lot of the same way uh, from, from, yeah. from knowing you all this time. So I know you're very much in your head and analyzing, you know, what could or couldn't happen. And I, I can imagine with you, just like me, that it consumes a large part of your life and is counterproductive. It is. It's incredibly counterproductive because, you know what, I found out, and it's been the course of the last couple of years with all this pandemic nonsense, but it, um, my bottom basement has levels. <laughs> I, did, I wasn't aware that it had levels. I just thought, you know, rock bottom was rock bottom. Oh, no, no. 
I have levels. <laughs> so it's difficult. And my grandmother tried to teach me when I was going through a really hard time when I was growing up that, you know what, one of the hardest games to ever play in your life is what if. Because the answers are always empty. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's so true. It's, I mean, it, it is true. And, you know, regrets, you know, they always say nothing is heavier than regret. Um, right. And I, I, I played in that field a lot in my life, too. And it's like, you know the damage that it does, but also you know how, you know, you know that it, it's bad for you and you know that it's too bad to look, to look back and, and wonder and worry, but... It really it, it is counterproductive to, to to obsess about things that you cannot change because it you know eventually it stunts you from moving forward and changing things. And I think with um, with everything that's going on right now, I think that we really need to be there for people and be there for each other as community, as friends, as DPY, you know, uh, brethren, if you will, um, because there's a lot of people who have spent a lot of time being successful in DDPY. And I know you posted something the other day. I saw you post on a comment and you said, Hey, listen, like everyone thinks I got it all together because I hope to host DDP radio and, you know, I'm part part of the staff and, and, um, and, uh, you know, I struggle just as much as anybody. And, and I think that I understand this. And I had a long talk with Garrett about this a few months ago the fact that when you're in the public eye as a DDPY person and you host the radio show or you're working on the team, you know, you're front and center, it's hard to, you know, fall because you feel like a fraud. Like you feel like, you know, you're not living the life or, or anything like that. And when I came on this show, I wasn't at my goal weight and I got worse and now I got better. I'm doing better again and I'm doing really well right now. But I felt like I said to Dallas one time, I said, I am, I'm not where I should be. I'm still overweight and I'm a whole, I'm hosting the show. I feel like a fraud. And he always said to me, he goes, so you're a real human. That's what I want represented on my show. Real human beings, people who don't have it all figured out. And that kind of helped me find my place. And I think that you probably sound like you're kind of dealing with something similar where people look to you as an inspiration. So when you're looking and put in that place, it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, to say like, hey, I'm struggling without feeling like you're letting people down. Yeah, I mean, there. it's funny that you should bring this up, and I think it's really important because we both work for the company. Um, it's really easy to fall and to slip up, and but it's another thing entirely to admit it. And this is kind of, you know, part and parcel of where I am right now. So, I mean, I have a brutal poker face to begin with, so I'm pretty sure that I could smile my way through just about anything and no one would be the wiser. The only one that would know is me, and I think that's the hardest thing. And when you come to a spot and you fall, me, I fell down the mountain and hit every rock on the way down um, yeah, it has not been easy. And I mean, then you're tasked with hauling your ass back up the mountain and you want to talk about not easy because even though you've done it and you've done it several times, um, time seems different. Well, you know, that's the key there too is, you know, you've done it a few times and and it seems different now. And the thing is, you know, despite everything going on, I still believe that you're going to find something that makes you happy. You're going to find that piece of the puzzle that you've been struggling with because it sounds so cliche, but, and I don't think people realize the power that they have, you know, Right now, you and I could both turn it around any way we wanted to. And it takes a lot of hard work. It's a grit and stuff like that. And 
and I hate when people say like, oh, I, I tried to lose weight and I failed. I, I tried to lose weight and I tried to do DDPY, but then I got off and failed. It's like, it's nothing's failed until you're six feet under. Like, it's the it's it's cliche, but you know every moment is another moment. Turn around, uh, turn it all around. Yeah, uh, Sky movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a quote from, and it's so true. But I feel like sometimes we don't even realize that power within us because we get so beaten down by it, by everything that it sometimes. All right, here I'm gonna I'm gonna change gears here. This is something I've been thinking about lately. You know, those inspirational stuff on Facebook and Twitter, it's nice and it's pretty and, it, and it's helpful, but I feel like sometimes people get so wrapped up in looking for the videos or the, the memes or searching for answers on the internet and the flowery words and language and rhymes and videos and pictures and all this stuff, and they so much time seeking it out that they never actually have a chance to put the advice into practice. Like they're always looking for the stuff and posting it and showing it and it's beautiful and it's inspirational, but then you, you spend so much time that it's, you don't actually put that stuff into practice and those words are helpful and they're, and they're good and they're, you know, inspiring. But sometimes we just are looking for something to post or looking for something to, to share. And I feel like it's hard to really focus on, on actually ourselves and doing it when we're always looking for the answers, but never finding the right one to put into practice. And a couple of years ago, I'm making this all convoluted. I really made an effort to, to just shut up and stop thinking about it or looking for it or stop trying to find the answers or find what's wrong and just shut up and do it. And it's so simple and it's so stupid and it's so, easy sounding which is not but it is like we have the ability to make a decision right this second to do one thing or another like i'm going to get done with this and i'm going to have to make a decision am i going to do this or this and whatever decision is the right one if i choose that that's a victory and those victories pile up and like you and me we we get so hyper obsessed with the future and what's going to be that we don't really take a second to make the right decision in the moment And I think that's why Mm -hmm. things turned around for me is I realized that I could analyze the moment instead of obsessing about the future and the memes and the videos and the forever and just focus on the moment. Yeah. And I mean, you've heard that old kind of cliche. I mean, it gets slapped around all the time, but you have had the answers all along, honestly. And I mean, I, I am no different than it. So I have a friend who is a well-known author and she came up with something called the five second rule. And I don't know, maybe it'll help somebody. It sounds so ridiculous. Tried it because I can be the world's most stubborn person when it comes to things, because I can always find something else to do. I can always find, you know, somebody to book for the show or book six months in advance or, you know, like I can always find something to do. So the five second rule. So if you find yourself procrastinating, um, do a count five, four, three, two, one. And by the time it hits one, you get up and you do it. You just condition yourself to get up by the time you hit one and do whatever it is that you're, it's like kissing the frog. You just kiss the frog and you get it done and you just do it. Now, what I'm finding myself doing is I'm doing the five second thing um, for everything or for a lot of things, you know, Oh, I don't want to get out of bed. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Well, I'll go make a cup of coffee and you know, It sounds stupid, but sometimes I'm finding, especially right in this present moment, I have to trick myself to do it or come up with something gimmicky for me to do it or I'll find something better to do or I shouldn't say better, something different to do. That's a great, that's a great practice and a great idea. And, you know, Katie, my wife and Katie and I were talking about this a couple of days ago, how so many times when I'm doing something or creating or trying to make something, 
I have an instinct to do it or I have a desire to do it. I'm like, I'm going to do that. And then I wait a second. Right. And then you think and you, tr- you try to add to it. And you're like, well, what should I do with it? Or what's the-? And then you complicate it. And then you just lose. You, you've convinced yourself to go another way with it. Uh, yeah. And creatively. We, I, I was saying something the other day. I was, I was talking about something. And then I'm like, I said something. And then I thought to myself, wait, was that right? And then I started to overthink it. I'm like, well, maybe it was that other thing I was thinking of. And by the time I finished overthinking it, I kind of forgot why or what I was doing with that other thing. And I looked it up and it was right. The first instinct is often right. But as soon as you start overthinking it, you're like, wait, was that right? Now you get other thoughts. Usually that first like desire, first instinct is the correct one. And sometimes you should just follow that instead of always overcomplicating and overthinking it. So that makes a lot of sense to me, you know. How many times have I been like, oh, I want to go to the gym or I want to do a workout, and then I start thinking to myself, like, oh, then I'll have to get my shoes on, get going, and then it'll take forever to get there and get back, and then you've wasted 20 minutes that you could already be at the gym deciding whether or not you want to go instead of just that instinctual just split second. That's that's a really smart way of thinking it, doing it. Five, four, three, two, one. I think one of the biggest things that I've struggled with is – recognizing when I hit one that the only person that's going to get me up on my feet and off my ass is me. Once you make peace with, okay, with yourself that, you know, you, you are in charge of your life experience. So, you know, if you don't want to do something, hey, guess what? You're an adult. You don't have to do it. But if you are trying to make changes in your life and perhaps maybe you don't, you're having a hard time. I mean, the mountain that is you (laughs) is really hard to get over sometimes. And I think this is me coming out of, you know, a pandemic where, you know, I was told under no circumstance, you know, I wasn't allowed to do anything. No circumstance, you know what I mean? No certain terms was I was allowed to do X, Y, and Z where I had to be secluded because if I caught this thing, blah, blah, blah. Like, we all know the outcomes. But I... I have a real issue with being told what to do. So that makes me my own boss on more levels than I care to admit. And sometimes I'll be very honest with you. The last couple of years I've been lazy. I've allowed myself to get lazy and then I got sick. So now fighting out of that, oh, yo, yo, it's it's really hard. The comeback is really, really hard. Well, yeah, I, I understand that. And I know how much you struggled with, like, the doctors and stuff like that. But ultimately, those things are in place because, you know, you are compromised. Your health is compromised, and people are looking out for you and want you to get better and stuff, too. But it's hard to see the forest through the trees also. And you get resentful yep. of the fact that, oh, I can't go anywhere or do anything. You yep. know, even though you know it's best for you and you know that it's for your own good, still it's hard to get, you know, get through that when you're in the muck and when you can't, you know, go out or do anything or be with people. Um, so I understand, like, it's the right thing to do for you, but also it's not the easy way for, you know, it's not easy. And it, people telling you that isn't easy. You know, it's it's a tough no. thing and it's a tough it's, you know, no one said it's, it, it's not going to be, it's not hard. It's, it sucks. And especially in your situation where you, when people started to be able to venture out and do stuff, you were still, you know, secluded and shut in. And I understand how frustrating and, and you know, hard that is. And you, like I, I said, you know, did, it's for your own good, but it doesn't make it any easier. Yeah. I've just been going out with, you know, no masks, no like actual out into a store. I've only probably been doing that for like four months. And boy, you want to talk about anxiety. I mean, the first time I went into a grocery store, I was in there maybe five minutes. 
And anybody who knows me knows I love grocery shopping. I, it's a weird thing. Um, but whew, I was in and out, and boy, did I have a complete freak out by the time I made it home because I had been so conditioned. So then you become subject to the little voice that's in the back of your head and my inner Karen is really not a nice person and it's it's difficult. It's difficult when you realize that the biggest person that is your biggest hurdle sometimes is yourself. That's that's hard. Yeah, I mean that's really well said too. And I know that you know, a lot of people coming out of the pandemic, we've been told that, you know, danger's outside. We've been told that for two years now. So when you get outside, right. no matter what, you know, it's you, there's, that's a lot to take in and people are having, you know, struggling with it. And I understand that, you, you know, you struggle with that greatly too. And, you know, to and now I'm going to kind of take this in, into DDP territory because I know DDP, what he would say in this situation you recognize sure. it. You see what's here. You yep. see your your struggle. You see the, the the problem, and what's the plan to pull yourself out of it? What is your goal, and what's your, uh, you know, what what are you going to do that you think that would help you to kind of get back on the on the saddle and find something that's more comfortable or more, you know, condu- conductive to your lifestyle? Well, I I I don't think at this stage of the game that comfort is probably a good thing for me um so i have kind of taken that out of the equation there is no being comfortable um i need to right get ready for a fight because that's what it is and that's what it always is so i'm alive for a reason perhaps I should maybe start acting like it. So, um, you know, I'm back to daily workouts, although it's not what, see, and this is where, you know, you become tripped up with your own stuff. Um, Yeah, I'm working out daily, but I'm not working out to the standard that I once was, and that seems to be stuck in my head. But, I'm not that per. You and I talked about this. I'm not that person anymore. I mean, a lot of waters have gone under the bridge. It's hard to make peace with that. Yeah. Count to five. Get that thought out of your head. For real. Right. That thought will drown right. you. It'll it'll kill you. I want to put it this way. You know, this pandemic sucks for me. You know, a lot of shit went down. Pandemic sucks for you. But we're on the other side of it. Lots of people didn't make it through. And I think about that. A lot of healthy people, a lot of viable, like just healthy people and and all kinds of people didn't make it on the other side. And it's going to be hard, but we owe it to those people to just put in the effort. We owe it to the people who the families that wish that their loved one was still here to go out there and do the best that we can to make an attempt to turn around and just live um, it's, 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 we take it for granted and, you know, I've been there before too. I've taken it for granted until life almost was ripped from me. You know, I got really sick a couple of years ago and you think, I never think about that, that, and I think thinking about it and obsessing about it is dangerous. I think what I want to do is look at the people who weren't as lucky as, as you and I were and live on behalf of them. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to be, you know, superstar, rock star athletes, but you got to try because there's a lot of people who would, who would have done anything to be here trying right now. Oh yeah. And I mean, you know what? It's okay to fail. And I, it's been a huge, um, it's been a huge thing for me to chew on in my quiet, quiet moments that you know what and I can sit here and tell you and tell everyone who's listening to this or who will listen to this I have failed a million times over but the thing about me failing is I don't unpack my bags and stay there I get up and go again and go again and go again and I mean it's become a thing with me that you know 
yeah, you know what? I'm probably going to fail. But you'll never accuse me of not trying. I I think you got to lose that word from your vocabulary because the, the fact that you keep trying implies like that just implies you didn't fail. I mean, failing is quitting mm-hmm. for good. Failing is done. I'm not doing this anymore. And I never use that word even if I am done because who knows what next year brings or who knows what next year. As long as you keep getting back on track, that's not failing. That's a stumbling, and that's what everyone in the world does. And even people who are successful, they didn't they didn't win. They're not done. They didn't get the victory. Like they're just having a, a good streak and tomorrow we'll see what that brings. But you know, you said you failed a bunch of times. Like, no, it's impossible. You can't fail a bunch of times because failure means completely just done and over with. And I know you, and I know uh, from being on the show with you over and over again this past few years that you don't fail at anything because you're always ready for another fight. You're always ready for another battle. And you're ready for another match. So lose that word. That show is now banned from DDP Radio. Well, you know what's funny? Because I hear Dallas in the back of my head a lot. And when I say the word fail, all I hear him say is first attempt in learning. That's, I mean, I mean, that's, it's, that's true. It's a, right. Know, it's a, it, that's the thing. You can take everything and make it a dirty word or a powerful word. And that's, that's one thing DDP does best is he takes everything and puts a spin that may not, that's positive and hopeful. And, you know, a lot of the, like, I, I always kind of thought the, when he used to talk about language and how negative language affects you, like I'm a guy who likes cynical humor. I like, I mean, I don't, I'm not really a dark person, but I like, if I'm watching a show, I don't like to watch the upbeat stuff. I like to watch like the complicated like comedies or complicated thrillers. Yeah, yeah. So, but so I never like understood like, well, why can't we have negative language? I, sometimes it's necessary, which it is. But when you constantly use it when referring to yourself, it really does frame your worth, your self-worth and frame your, you know, your mindset, you know, I think there's something to be said of taking some of these words that are negative and turning them into something powerful and positive. And Dallas does great with his, you know, his little uh, the fail things and all that stuff. He hates, has these things. He has these words that may on the surface seem negative, but he's turned them and used them to propel him into something positive. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how many times that I've talked to him and, you know, he'll say something and it'll just kind of stick. And I mean, I'll be very honest. I read a lot of stuff. Obviously, I have a room full of quotes, but um, so I'm constant. I'm being constantly subjected to, you know, people and words and what they're thinking and, and what people are saying and. I'm very open to all of that, and I think what has happened is part of me is a sponge, and I soak some of that up, and right, wrong, or otherwise, (laughs) it's maybe not always a positive thing to be, and here's where Dallas comes in, because he'll always say something that resonates, and just, you know, it's okay to fall. It's just not okay to stay there. And, you know, you really have to square with, you know, okay, you know what it feels like being you as you are right now. So if you want different, what are you going to do different? And and this is, you know, I have a little Dallas that sits on my shoulder that says, okay, kid, what are you going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love I love that I love that and I can just picture little Dallas just you know hanging out on your shoulder <laughs> right. just talking to you throughout the day um, you know we've had literally hundreds of guests on this show and yep. some of the stories that we've heard are just downright horrendous and just brutal yep. and just the saddest and, and most you know language fucked up stories and scenarios you can possibly think of but every single person on the show, on the radio show, 
they may not have, you know, overcome everything, but the reason they're here is because they've persevered and they've made strides and they've overcome and they're trying and they're putting the work in. And even though it's hard, they're, they're as incredibly messed up things people have been through on this show. We've talked to them. There's always a glimmer of hope when they're here, they've done something to really propel themselves. So it's really important to think about when you listen to all those stories that People have been in the depths of darkness, people we know, people we care about, people we call good friends. We've all, like, we've all been places that, that's hell. And it, there's hopefulness, though, because you hear those stories, literally hundreds of them on the show, of people who have been as low as you can possibly get, and they've pulled through, and they've made it. Even if making it and pulling through is the only thing they've done, just the fact that they're still here to pull through is something really powerful. And I think we should keep that in our, in our minds and in our hearts when we're, when we're at our worst and stressed thinking like there's so many people we've talked to here who have survived. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to survive until we don't. Well, but right now we're surviving. I, I just, you know, I you can't ride two horses with one ass. That's always been the case. You can't be happy and miserable at the same time. You can't be. You got to decide. You can't ride that off into the sunset. You've got to decide who you're going to be and what you want. And Five, four, three, two, one it, and you know, start making some positive change. Change isn't easy, and perhaps maybe that's why not everybody does it, right? Well, yeah, for sure, for sure, but it's possible. That's the key, and I, right. I think I think that is super. Right, because the freight, and this is another one of Dallas's things, you can say impossible all you want, but when you change how you look at something, it doesn't say impossible, it says I'm possible. That's the key right there. Well said, you know, always leaving it to DDP to, to make sense of it all, <laughs> you know. right. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of people who are listening to this or who are on social media and looking at the world thinking, you know, I'm, this is like, why am I struggling? Why is, why am I so, you know, messed up right now? And we're all, we're all there. We're all there. In some way we're, we're all screwed up somehow. And everyone's just trying to get by. And I think the key to it is being nice to each other, being kind to each other, like not giving each other a reason to be, upset like we're this past couple of years we spent everyone's been spent so at odds and trying to pick at each other and poke at each other and upset i don't have time for that shit i don't have time for that shit anymore i don't have time for people no. trying to argue and fight and start shit like if there was ever a time that we all needed each other to kind of have each other's back it's now so if you're gonna pull that shit move along because i don't have time for it we're here we're here to just, you know, pick each other up. This is probably one of the hardest things the, the world on a, on, a, on a grand scale is ever going to go through in our lifetime. And if we're going to respond to it with that bullshit, it's not necessary. We need to be there for each other. And I know you are amazing at reaching out to people and checking in and keeping up with people and getting them on the show and bringing these stories together in the community. And you don't know how valuable that is for people, uh, myself included. I, it's valuable to me. And I think if we showed a little bit more crystal in this world and a little less mic, <laughs> the world would be a large, a lot more better place. Um, I saw a bumper sticker here the other day, and it just kind of made me – well, it made me snicker, and then it made me think about it. And it said, don't be an asshole, be a better human. It pretty much summed it up. I think I kind of laughed because it took me off guard, but you know what? Here's the thing. We've, we all have a story period. And we all have a story. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are. 
Um, and guess what? We all are struggling with something right now. Every single one. I don't care who you are. You've got something that you're, you know, having a hard time carrying. And I get it. You're not alone. Stop acting like you're alone. You're not alone. And that's that's the name of the game right there. I love it. Yeah. We're all carrying something, so... So someone get behind me and take this thing. Take half the weight here. I need a little hand. You know, I'm right? sick of carrying it. Yeah. Right? But. And, I mean, I think that's part of the thing, though, too, is inevitably your shit's going to get heavy. So what do you need to let go of? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Absolutely. You know, you talked about, I mean, we'll kind of bring it full circle and then go back in and then we'll do the, we'll finish things up here. But you said at the beginning, nothing where, nothing's heavier than regret and, and all that yeah. stuff. You know, yeah. how many, how many, I mean, you got to let people, let people change too. You know, a lot of us hold on to resentment from somebody who's wronged us in the past or, you know, I have bitter feelings towards people 20 years ago who screwed me over. It's like, Guess who's wearing that? Only me. They're not thinking about it. Yeah. You're thinking about it. And there's something to be said for an emotional clean slate, too. Uh, there's a lot of I – mean, bitterness will kill you. It'll wear on your heart. It'll wear on your soul. It'll kill you. Anger and resentment, all that stuff will kill you. And people may not turn out to be worth the forgiveness or worth it, but giving people the opportunity to be forgiven or, or just take – you know an opportunity to have a second chance. It's healthier for you because mm. you're the one holding that rock. I mean, some, I heard it said one time, uh, you know, resentment, resentfulness and anger and bitterness. It's like, it's like, uh, I'm wanting to kill someone by drinking the poison yourself. It's like, I want to hurt them. And then you drink the poison. It's like, it's only affecting you because they're, they're probably mm-hmm. over it. They probably don't even think about it. But I think there's also to be something to be said about an emotional clean slate. You know, we talk about a healthy, you know, we talk about cleanses and, you know, juice diets and fasts and all this stuff. When was the last time you just really just cleansed yourself of anger and resentment you've been holding on to? You know, if anything, for your own good. I mean, it, it's one of those things, right? Drinking poison and expecting someone else to die, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Trust me, I've tried. It doesn't work. If <laughs> anything, it just makes you sick on some that level. Was, that was and the quote forget- I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, well, again, you know, I'm kind of surrounded by them. Um, and, and, you know, forgiveness isn't for, isn't for someone else. For yourself. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And there's a lot of people out there who are struggling. And you don't know what just, you know, a moment of compassion and maybe forgiveness can do for someone else too. So I think if anything we take away from the show, which we're wrapping up here right now, I think if there's anything we can take away, just be decent. Just be good to people. Because it's, we talk about, we're talking about health and fitness and, and all this stuff. There's nothing more healthy, there's nothing that can make us healthier than having a healthy world, a healthy society, treating people better. You know, when you bring someone down, you bring someone down, their their health goes down, their, their desire to get better holds, uh, wears down, their happiness wears down, and it just brings everyone down, the world down. It seems like such a, a grand gesture for me to say, we need a healthier world, like, like I'm going to sit here and change the world by just spouting that off, but the fact that I can change myself and be better, do my part, keep my side of the grass, the grass clean affects other people's lives. Because if I'm better to somebody, I'm making their day easier. And I think that's all we can do for each other right now as we're trying to get through this. I mean, I, I've noticed that, you know, so where I am, we still have, there's still quite a lot of people wearing masks, but there's a lot of people that aren't. And what I'm realizing is that, People are a little more willing to flash a smile. No words are exchanged, but they'll just smile. And you and you know what? Um, we haven't seen that in a very long time. 
And it's something small and it's something quick and it's something, you know, that a lot of people wouldn't really give a second chance to, but, you know, it has kind of restored my faith in humanity because, you know, something's beautiful in a smile because it's hope. Well, that was beautifully said. And I'm going to, I'm going to wrap us up on that. note. thank you so much, Crystal, for sharing yourself with me today. Um, we thank don't you. have a plan, but I love when we can just have these shows once in a while, just to, just to chat. And I think, uh, I think today was uh, really productive if anyone wants to listen to it. And, and I think that people who will listen to it will, uh, will have a chance to realize they're not alone in all this either. And we have the power to fight back. We have the power to own our lives and keep moving forward. And uh, yeah. thanks for, for, for chatting tonight. Thank you. It, I think it was really important just to decompress and touch base and say, you know what, as another human, I value you. And I know it's been really, really hard. And I got your back. And I think it's really important for everybody to have somebody like that. So, you know. Well, I got your we back, got too. You. Uh, how about I got that? your back. Yeah. All right, Would Crystal, you like your quote thank you so much. tonight? I am. I am going to finish up with a quote. And uh, uh, we're a couple minutes earlier, but I'm losing my voice. So <laughs> well, I'm gonna, don't I'm say gonna... anything. All right. Let's go. You, you throw that quote out, and I'll go right to the tune. Okay. So this week's quote is kind of a funny one, but it's a good one. Don't be so hard on yourself. Holy cow, cut yourself some slack. The mom in E.T. had an alien living in her house for days. She didn't even notice. Cut yourself some slack. Life isn't that serious. <laughs> Unless there's an alien in your in your house, and then you might want to right? check up on it. <laughs> oh. I said I said I was going to give you the last word and then hit the outro, but Katie always says that I'd never give anyone the last word, so I'm going to give you the last word for real. Say goodbye, Crystal. Goodbye, Crystal. <laughs> I um, lied. I need the last word anyways. <laughs> right? It today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Paige. Oh, oh, Diamond Cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond Cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio. Last mother trucking word. Woo! With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.